this guy's getting launched off an aircraft carrier and flying into Laos in the middle of the night, finding his way to a bridge and then finding his way back to an aircraft carrier in the middle of the ocean. What time is it, Dan? It's time for Sip and Talk with your old man. Sip and Talk. Yep, I'm sipping on some uh, some Maker's that's Mark. A, that's a new thing. I'm, I'm sipping on a little Weller. Uh-huh, and now uh, it's your favorite time of the day where we get to hear Jim tell well, his stories. You know what, though? So here's the last time. I remember we asked him if he had any more Vietnam stories, and he's like, not tapped out. <laughs> well, he only told us like three, right? The whole time he's in Vietnam flying these missions, and he's like, not got nothing. Nothing. That's it. See, I don't think that's true. You're thinking of all these big, like, Ban Karai, right? These big things that happen to you. But you got to remember, what What do you think? 99.8% of the population has never been a U.S. Navy pilot. They've never been in flying missions in war, right? They've never dropped bombs on people. The most minute, nothing detail of, of whatever you did over there, people will be glued They'll be glued to it. I would be. You know, one of the things that amazes me is, and we've talked about it before, like these pilots over there in Afghanistan. And I mean, you know what? They're doing the job. They are for sure. Right. But everything is, I mean, the plane flies itself now, right? They're GPS. They're everything. And you didn't have any of that. No GPS. Everything you had was on that. uh, I don't know what you even call it, but that clipboard that you had on your leg right? You had that. Yeah. I mean, sure. You put in some, I mean, you had some rudimentary navigational tools, but, but everything was still dials then, right? I mean, it was dials. It wasn't computer screens. Did you have any computer screens in there? We had a heads up display. No, we had no computer screen. We had a heads up display and we had very rudimentary system release where, you know, it so you're talking, like they got so when you talk, okay, we had a heads up display and I know you're not a big gamer. You never played on it. I mean, the whole computer thing was, was before you, the whole game thing was before you, but you're talking about 16 bit games versus, you know, Xbox ones now. Oh, Top Gun for Nintendo. Right. When I you're mean, trying to land on the aircraft carrier and you speed up, slow down, speed up, slow down. And I never could ace that. But, but and what then, I'm saying is, I mean, you're, that's what you're comparing. So when you say yeah. you have heads up display, yeah. you're, you're talking about the Oregon trail. That's what you're talking yep. about, right? Some yep. bullshit game <laughs> or, or, or even worse. Right? So it's just always amazing to me that like when you guys fly at night without any GPS that you could ever get anywhere. And I know it wasn't that long ago, right? GPS is only what? 25 years old, 30 years old, maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. not even. It, so it wasn't that long ago, but it is just, it's crazy to me. Like, did you guys ever get lost? Yeah, I, th- there's no doubt that finding that target was, without a doubt, the most uh, critical thing we did. Although for, for the purposes, most of the alpha strikes in Vietnam, the ones up north, you'd have to find your own target. But the, most of the time in Laos, we work with forward air controllers, which would identify the target to us. But yeah, we, we had to find the forward air controller, first of all. He'd tell us roughly where he was, and we'd have to go try to find him. But uh, no, there was no no computers. and uh, So as dark as it was when you're flying over land, right? I mean, you would still see bonfires going or whatever, right? You would, I mean, every now and then you would see something down there, maybe a yeah, car or something. Depending on the moon as well. Sure, but I bet there's nothing more dark than the ocean at night. Like, did you ever get lost? Did anybody ever get lost? Like, you couldn't find the carrier. You're just like, I, I don't, I, I have no idea. 
Well, you always had the the electronic, your, your tactical aid to navigation would always enable you to point at the carrier. If we were in a situation where the carrier went to a mission control, meaning they didn't want to advertise their presence to anybody, then you were really in trouble. So they would just black out. Well, you would try to find it on your radar, which was not very good. But for the most part, they didn't go to a mission control where they weren't broadcasting their location. So if they ever did go to that, did you ever have guys that were just like, no, got a ditch, I'm out of gas, can't find them? I, I don't remember any any of that. That's just amazing to me. It is. It's just, it's crazy being in the pitch black like that. And just like now, I I rely on my GPS so much. I mean, there's times when I will drive out somewhere and I get there and I don't know how to get back to the highway because I focus so much on my GPS. I'm not paying attention to my surroundings. I'm just listening to it. And it's like, hey, turn left here, turn right here. I get there. If that GPS stopped working, I wouldn't know how to get back to the, uh, the freaking highway. I had no idea. You know, the days of pulling the map out of the glove box yeah. and figuring out where you are, those are long gone, man. I'm good for four turns off the highway. <laughs> exactly. I'm good for four turns. Exactly. Anything after that, I'm done. This guy's getting launched off an aircraft carrier and flying into Laos in the middle of the night, finding his way to a bridge mm-hmm. and then finding his way back to an aircraft carrier in the middle of the ocean. And that's his only story. <laughs> yeah. Hey, nope. Got nothing else. Almost got shot down. Ban Karai. That's it. Everything else top secret. <laughs> Well, I, I, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of, a lot of little stories. I just haven't thought about them enough to start talking about them. I'd be rambling all over the place. But, yeah, but you know, I mean, just, I mean, just things like what go through your mind, like landing on an aircraft carrier at night. Oh, god dang! Yeah, man. and like you said, you were white knuckling the whole time, and I would think as someone that does it all the time, it, it becomes old hat, and that's someone that doesn't fly. You're looking at me like, I bet you, you, you wish it was old yeah, hat. That's what he says. It never becomes old hat at night. No, it doesn't. It, well, even even hitting the... the even in even day, hitting because you got to I mean, your you're yeah. heart rates are... Mm-hmm. Landing on the wrong aircraft carrier. God, that's the funniest <laughs> story, man. I look at those pictures of those planes that came back from the wrong I aircraft know, carrier. Like, same team, guys. Oh, no, it's funny. God, it, it, that's not same team. If I was if I was on the deck of that aircraft carrier and a guy landed on the wrong one, I'd be the first one up there with spray paint, putting my squadron name all over it and calling him a bitch. <laughs> well, actually, uh, I know that guy that landed on it. His name was Fred Knee. <laughs> I'll put him out there. <laughs> I'll put him out there. <laughs> Fucking Fred. Fucking Fred. No, if, Fred, no, if I remember right, guy. though, you said he was a good pilot. He was a he good was, guy and a good pilot. And he's still, he's still, uh, he got out of the Navy and he's still, uh, he's, I don't know, he's my age, so I don't know what he does now, but he did real estate. But Fred was a good guy. Everybody liked Fred. But in that regard, one time I flew with a guy named T.R. Williams over there mm-hmm. all the time. My first cruise was the USS Enterprise, which was nuclear. So nuclear carriers don't have smoke coming out of a smokestack, whereas the normal carriers, every other carrier had smoke coming out of the smokestack. Yep. TR Williams cruise before me was on the Constellation. Constellation has smoke coming out of the smokestack. So we're coming into, we're coming back from a strike one time and uh, we're, we're getting lined up. We come up the rear end of the carrier. We're coming into the break and we're going to make our break turn and come back and land. And I'm flying on TR. But so look, the, the break is the line where you have to be at whatever speed. Yeah. The, where it's the got, break, 
in the break is you you always come you're coming down like if if runway if you're landing on runway five or the ship's going zero five zero you're coming in on a heading of zero five zero everybody in formation is going to come in and then first guy is going to take the turn 180 degree turn second guy will go 10 seconds take 180 degree turn so all four of you will then be coming back 180 degrees from that zero five zero initial that's the break. So we're coming in and I'm flying on TR and I'm looking at TR and I look down and I see we're lined up on the carrier, but I notice the USS Enterprise appears to be on fire. <laughs> and so I said, yeah, USS Enterprise isn't on fire. This is not the USS Enterprise. Jesus <laughs> Christ. So, uh, and we're already switched over. We're on the tower frequency. I don't want to embarrass TR, but I know we're lined up on the wrong carrier. So I said, Dear, said, yeah, it's not wrong hair. You <laughs> try to be all fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, like the cough. Wrong hair. Dear, wrong hair. What did you say? Wrong hair. <laughs> finally, I figured they don't know who it is. And finally, I said, wrong carrier. <laughs> and we zoom. It was zooming up to the clouds. <laughs> they, but you had already switched over. Like they were going to land you there. They were we, like, we would have just cut. I don't know what they would have done. <laughs> it was one, you know, we always usually had two carriers. And for some reason, usually we had one day carrier, one night carrier. We'd, you know, either noon to midnight or midnight to noon. For some reason that we were running two carriers during the day. But I just remember lining up <laughs> on the carrier where there's smoke pouring out of it. <laughs> Apparently the Enterprise is on fire. <laughs> but you would think normally when you got an objective to land, a lot of people don't even look at the excess shit on the sides. They're like, they're looking at that thing going, we're going to hit it. We're going through it. We're going to land this thing. Well, it's, I, is the, the, the CVN number or whatever it is, you know, that's on the bow. Is that on the aft too? Can you see that when you're coming? Is there anywhere you could see 65? No. So you have no, no idea. It, it, you know, if you had probably during the real day, the height of uh, the Christmas bombings there, there was probably four carriers Online, I mean, I mean, you could probably get lined up on the wrong carrier. Usually, we only had one carrier to deal with. Um, hmm. We'd only have two carriers, and one would be working. So, what TR say when you got back? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been embarrassing. <laughs> TR still around? Uh, yeah, I, I, TR was the only guy to ever fly the A seven with the wings folded too. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's crazy. It is crazy. He wrote up a. Well, he, you may have seen that yeah. in the A7 Association. Yeah, you know, you know, they fold the wings on the carrier for space. Yes, I've seen the pictures of that. And he uh, he launched with it w- launched with his wings. Up. Right. I mean, how how did nobody notice that? Uh, it was night. We were doing night field carrier qualification practice, and he was in and out of the fuel pits and changing things. Hey, you're going to launch? No, you're not going to launch. Go back to the fuel pits. Top off. Boom, boom. And you know, the wings were coming in the fuel pits. Wings were coming up. Okay. You know, ready, you're cleared for takeoff. Get out there. We got to get going. And he wound up taking off with the wings still up. Did he land with them up? No, he had to put them out there when he was. No, no. He took off and flew the whole thing and landed. And as he was taxiing back in, as he was coming into the line, he looked down to fold the wings to come back in the line. He was already in thought, the fold. Fuck. 
Nobody even nobody caught on to it ever. No, nobody. The tower. Nobody saw that. <clears throat> what about what about? Did he say? You know, I knew it was flying weird. Or oh, oh he knew, absolutely no. He, anytime he put aileron, aileron's a stick where the ailerons. He said every time I put in aileron, nothing had happened. The only way I could I could fly like I put in an aileron, the plane's going to go up, mm-hmm. roll up right to left. But with the rudder, you just yeah. go over here. So you're you're only ruddering your way around there, but that that was uh, nobody believed that the A seven could fly with the wings folded, but it did. I mean, yeah, what you had about half the wing area, right? Right, right. Is that a move that he could have done in the air by dropping them back down? Had he noticed? Yeah, I have no idea what would have happened. That probably would have complicated the situation. The fact that it was still flying. Yeah. Once don't like, don't fuck with it, man. It. Just Once listen. Flying, just, just leave it. Just land it. Don't don't try to change anything. <laughs> just like uh what was that Denzel Washington movie where he crashed? Oh, Man on Fire? No, no, no. He was the he was the airline pilot and they inverted. God, what was that name of that movie? Everybody right now listening is like, ah, oh, uh, flight right. or I don't remember, but anyway, yeah, same thing. Though they're flying like a seven, I don't know, thirty-seven or I don't even think it was that, uh, but it was a commercial airliner, and they lost all their hydraulics, they lost everything, and he ended up having to invert the commercial airliner, and the the co-pilot's like, "Oh my God, we're gonna die! We're upside down!" And Denzel Washington takes a breath. He goes. Calm down now. We're flying. We're flying. And he's just, he's there. They're upside down. And then, yeah, you don't remember that? And then, no, but it's a 2012 movie called Flight. With Denzel Washington? With Denzel. Oh, there right. it is. Flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. a, dude, that's a good movie. You gotta watch it. Yeah, it turns out that they do a big investigation because he'd been drinking the night before. And it's, it's a great movie, though. He, he manages to write it back up just in time where the, uh, the winglet, you know, where, where it's raised up, goes right through the steeple of a church right before they hit the, <laughs> hit the field. But he ends up saving all the people on there. And I mean, kill, I think a couple of them died, which is a big part of the movie. But yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. But he's like, right, just calm down. We're flying. We're flying. We might be upside down, but we're flying. Same thing with these wings. I just got to figure. You look out there, you're like, all right, look, this is bad, but we're flying. We're there and no reason. Let's not mess with this. And I don't know if, if I would have been in there and, and seen that, if I would have been like, well, if I, if I take it up high enough and then drop these wings down, it'll give itself a chance to yeah. right itself. Because, I mean, that, well, thing, that, thing, well, that thing took care of you when you were in a spin, didn't it? Didn't, didn't when, when, you were, when you were losing it and you had to let that thing. Oh, he's talking about when you, you just took your hand off the stick and let the plane recover. Right. Instead yeah. of fighting it. Right. But like he says, though, I see, I think I agree with that. If you're just flying well enough alone, if you're flying, you're flying, man. Look so far, everything's going just fine. I got right? this rudder. If I start screaming towards the ground, maybe I'll try to put the wings down. See if that helps. But until then, we're just going to try to get this, get this bitch back. All right, let's get out of here. All right. All right, dad. Another great show. Yeah, thanks. man. Thanks for the stories. As always, we thank you guys for your support. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you could drop us a like, drop us a five-star review, that really helps us out. You can find us on Facebook at Pod Bless America. And you can find us on Twitter at Jim and Dan Show. You can find us on Getter at Pod Bless America. And you can find me at Jim at PBAPodcast.com. And you can find me at Dan at PBAPodcast.com. So until next time, I'm Jim. I'm Dan. And Pod Bless America. Pod Bless America.